I am your host, Bootleg Libertarian, the only real pirate of the Libertarian Seas. <clears throat> Tonight is another special night with a very special guest and then another guy who shows up for stuff occasionally. I can see him laughing down there in the audience. <laughs> um, we'll give it a minute here, let some people start trickling in here. But uh, yeah, we've got some uh, some big announcements tonight. <clears throat> on top of the ones that we did last week. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's, uh, I think it's going to be exciting. Um, but we're going to do uh, a quick ad read from a gentleman who can't read. And it is this gentleman right here. Jack Casey. Famed occult leader. I have my copy. Do you? If you don't, go to theroyalgreen.com and buy a copy today. Hell, buy 20 copies. Buy enough copies to where you can put your car and get rid of your jack stands. Just get rid of jack stands. We'll, we'll just just use Jack Casey's, the green, uh, the Royal Green, to hold your car up. He's also got another book. Uh, it's in Silver Throned. I actually remembered that one somehow. And then he's got a third book, which is supposed to come out whenever he decides he wants to finish writing it, which will be probably tonight or tomorrow or sometime like that. Yeah, he uh, he's taking forever, and that's his fault. Uh, I'll give you his phone number if you reach out to me, and uh, you can yell at him. Not really. Don't do that. I won't give it to you. Um, he hasn't given consent yet. <clears throat> yet. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and bring up Mr. Will Darty. Hey, oh my god. Oklahoma's a cult these days. And they've got Well, it's a historic day for us. We're gonna finally outnumber you with Okies to Tennesseans for the first time in this show's history. So I had to rub it in just a little bit. But when things go bad, everybody still calls Tennessee. Is that is that how it works? Get David Crockett mm-hmm. and Daniel Boone out there? Remember the Alamo, my dude. Okay, okay. We don't call Tennessee, just so you know. But uh, real quick, guys, I want to pick something. No, we don't. I want to talk about Not a Real Veteran. We're starting a new podcast next week. It's going to air on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Time. Or I'm sorry, 6 p.m. Central Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. It's going to be a spinoff of this show, but with my buddy Braxton Voorhees, focused on looking at veteran issues and military issues from a libertarian standpoint. So please check that out and also follow the Libertarian Party Veteran Caucus. Also... Another great piece of news. I will be starting a solo show. It, uh, it'll it be a news segment called Not A Real News Broadcast. And it'll be <clears throat> quite a bit more serious than uh, what we typically do here. You know, this is fun and lighthearted. And I'm sure Not A Real Veteran podcast will be the same. But this will be, uh, this will be tackling a lot more serious issues. Um, we'll cover this things such as you know some recent gun legislation you know things like the the uprising in cuba um and you know kind of dive deep into the issues that are going on um and why they matter and i want to try and keep uh keep it as to why it matters to libertarians and if libertarians are not paying attention to it why you should be um it's it'll be very serious and it'll be a struggle for me to keep you know keep serious on some of that stuff but um It'll uh, it'll be important, and I, it's something I really am passionate about. So we'll start that here in about two weeks. I'm thinking probably Tuesdays. 
um, 7 p.m. Freedom Time, 6 p.m. Uh, Central Time, which is not free. Um, but nobody came to listen to us. Nobody gives Facts. a shit what we say. So we're going to bring on the main attraction, the piece de resistance, Miss Natalie Bruno. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going great. Thank you for being on tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Um, even though I'm a little disappointed that it took me so long to get on the show, especially since somebody I know that's very close to my campaign uh, happens to be on the show. Uh, so, wonder who uh, that is. I don't know who you're talking about. Director. It's apparently fire that guy. Yeah. Well, so I guess it must be like his evil twin because since he's not will then i guess the real will is is mine so we'll see but i won't pick on you too much about it i'm glad to finally be on so well we're really glad to have you and i'm sorry if i if i um you know thought that you would enjoy this segment with us i would have asked you a long time ago but now that i see you're down to party here we are it's gonna be a great time you uh you've obviously not seen miss bruno on clubhouse she is a good time (laughs) We are Jack Casey. Yes, that was that was pretty hysterical. Uh, <laughs> that whole thing. So, for anybody that doesn't know what basically happened, so because I came into the tail end of it, I just came in and I'm like, why are all these? Um, well, first of all, Clubhouse. For those who don't know, it's a social media app that's kind of like a podcast on steroids. It's like basically I equate it to like an interactive podcast. You go into these rooms, you can talk to each other. There's topics. Um, so I go into one one day and there's just pictures of Jack Casey all over the place. And I'm like, what the <laughs> heck is going on with this? Um, and why wasn't I invited? And so then after uh, I was clued I joined in on the fun and then I forgot to change it for like three days. And so people kept getting really confused uh, whenever <laughs> I joined other things that I was supposed to be invited to speak at. It was actually quite funny. So it's a clubhouse can get wild uh fairly quickly um speaking of social media um since we're going uh going ahead here i'm gonna ask everybody to comment like subscribe uh did you do that will i sure did i got the power now you got powers now i'm gonna have to revoke those powers thanks james um yeah go ahead like subscribe comment share uh, smoke signal it. Uh, whatever you got to do, um, go over to Natalie Bruno for Oklahoma Governor of Oklahoma. Is that what it is on Facebook? Yeah. So, uh, well, if you want to do it the easy way, you can just do the backslash Natalie Bruno Libertarian, and that'll bring up my uh, candidate profile. But yes, my actual name on there is Natalie Bruno Libertarian for Governor of Oklahoma. Um, but the easiest way is just go to my website, which is electnataliebruno.com. You can see it on the beautiful scanner across the bottom of your screen. And, uh, it has all the links to all my social media. It has a donate button. Hey, uh, right in multiple spots. Um, and then you can also look at previous podcasts, all sorts of fun stuff. So go to the website, sign up to be a volunteer or sign up for the newsletter if, if you don't donate, you at least have to do that. I require it. Um, it's part of my contract deal with uh, Not A Real Libertarian, um, is all of his watchers will at least sign up for my newsletter and stay up to date on things or donate. Prefer donate, but I'll take either. I'm not picky. We can do that. <clears throat> yeah, she just said it. I mean, we're uh, contractually obligated to tell you to go to 
<laughs> to look at nellybruno.com and donate and sign up for the newsletter. Do both. Yes, do both. I take a lot of time making that newsletter. Chris, are we going to take any anchor calls today? We are. And Good. do you want to know how you go to do an anchor call? You go Let's to anchor.fm slash not a real libertarian. And you too can ask us wild questions and apparently promote uh, your own uh, candidacies, such as uh, Tom Quito does with Tom for 52.com. That's T O M dot com. But since two of us are on here every week, please ask Natalie questions on Anchor. Come up with some really good ones for her. But like, it's Friday, so we're having fun. So like, fun questions. Let's do fun questions. I always get the yeah. regular candidate questions. Let's grill her. The most difficult political concepts yeah. you can absolutely come up with. Do I need to gulag him, Natalie? <laughs> Not yet, but oh, there we go. <laughs> to the gulag you go. We both have the power now, Chris. You got to be careful with that. With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. You're right. Uh, yeah. So, I Natalie. Give, uh... Yes. Why are you running for governor of Oklahoma? Yeah. So, um, I was really bored one day and I figured I had nothing better else to do. No. Um, so, so, the reason I'm running is I have been behind the scenes on different campaigns through um, different uh, motivators throughout the community and everything, kind of working the back end. And I was really, really tired of us electing politicians, electing politicians, and electing politicians, and you know, getting the bait and switch every single time. They tell you everything you want to hear in the world, and then once they get elected, it's the, literally the same thing. It doesn't even matter if it's a Republican or a Democrat. It literally never changes. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, I got to the point where I was like, you know, somebody should really, you know, do something about this and run. And then I realized that maybe that person should be me after talking to uh, some of my LP um, friends within our state and outside of the state. And uh, typically, uh, you know, I'm, I would be a little apprehensive of like jumping this high up. So it's like, hey, you know, I've never run before. Let's go for governor. Right. Um, but that's just kind of how I've always operated, which ends up working out. It's like I never take baby steps. It's like I, I if I decide on something, I just go 100 percent. And, um, you know, it works out pretty well because I'm pretty dedicated in what I do. So I'm excited to uh, make this little journey and you know, run for governor and build the Libertarian Party. And it's, it's been a lot of fun so far. Well, so, you know, you've got all the experience on the Joe campaign. Mm -hmm. And you also have your Senate campaign, even though it wasn't able to come to fruition because of yeah. some, you know, legalism. <laughs> but it seems like this is a kind of a natural step for you. Like you've got the experience necessary, especially for everyone we've got here in the state. You kind of, you're kind of the person, you know? Mm -hmm. well, I appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, I, I definitely got some really great experience working on Joe and Spike's campaign that helped a lot. And then um, I've worked, I've had a lot of project management experience, and it is very similar to running a campaign. And so what's hard now is now that I've got everybody, like I'm fully staffed and have everything organized. And so now it's time for me to like let go and mm -hmm. let my team handle it, which is really scary for me. Not saying I'm a control freak, but I'm kind of a control freak. Um, so being the candidate, not the, the person behind the scenes running everything is very, very different for me. Right, Bruno for governor. Hey, Cajun. So we've got a question for you. Well, yes. it's not a question, but it's a, <laughs> uh, it's a Providence 
from our famed cult leader, Jack Casey. Oh, Jack Casey. He says, Natalie Bruno, officially a member of the cult, bootleg, please send her the welcome gift basket. <laughs> <laughs> Which What's is this? interesting. What's in this welcome gift basket? Do I get to know? Or is it a surprise? I don't know. Hopefully the royal green. It, I was going to say, it better include a book because I was actually looking for the book myself. Uh, but I was looking on Audible. Is it on Audible, Jack? No. I wish. Because I, I do re read real books. But um, how I get so many books in each year is I, uh, I, I don't know. I read the book Atomic Habits, and now I duplicate all of the things I do. So when I'm driving, I'm listening to an audiobook, and uh, So that's kind of how I usually do it. But I will, I will read a real book just for you. We, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know what the, what's in the gift basket because I have not, in fact, received mine yet. Jack Casey, I'm looking at you. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, uh, I think what we're doing right now is there's so many of us that are doing these creepy ASMR readings at the end of our shows now. <laughs> by the end of the year, or at least by the end of like next year, we'll have enough like bits and pieces put together so you'll have a really creepy ASMR uh, auto, uh, audio book so that people can listen and be absolutely disgusted with libertarianism just for that. Well, Sounds hopefully wonderful. not. Hopefully it doesn't go quite that way. I bet it would be more amusing than uh, off-putting. At least I hope so. Let's be real. If it has libertarian in the title, yeah, yeah, we're all going to yeah. buy it. I'll tell you what. That's been like one of the the funniest, worst hurdles to overcome. So my background, I've only been a libertarian for a few years. And previous to, I've been uh, registered as literally everything because I couldn't make up my mind because I obviously, it took me a while to come home uh, to the libertarians. But um, previous to that, I was a Republican. And so I'm in a lot of very Republican heavy social groups, but we're in a very red state. So I'm having to, you know, win the hearts of, of as many Republicans as I can and explain to them how, you know, the party that they once knew and loved is no longer that party anymore. And what their actual thoughts are and what they see government should be is actually more libertarian. And um, there's just a real couple of few differences, but getting over that hurdle of, uh, um, everybody knows a crazy libertarian, apparently <laughs> having to combat that, especially, uh, with the whole Joe exotic thing that I thought that, that was going to play way less, of an issue than it actually has been hmm. um, because of the fact that, I mean, he came third out of three. I mean, you're going to have crazy people that run for, and even though I know he had a, a show, but uh, it really surprises me how many people are like, yeah, well y'all support people like Joe exotic. I'm like, not really. He just, he can't stop people from running. Yeah. <laughs> you so, know, uh, so it's been crazy. So I did want to bring something up. You did mention uh, Joe exotic. Yes. Um, have you seen the recent uh, article from the AP that talks about the federal, uh, federal court's appeal ruled Wednesday that Tiger King Joe Exotic should get a shorter prison sentence for his role in a murder-for-hire plot? Mm -hmm. I did see that, uh, that he's going to be getting resentenced. I We're did. getting uh, season two soon, aren't we? <sighs> well, okay, so I was really disappointed. Um, who was it that was going to be doing the, the series... Oh my gosh! Nicholas Cage was going to play him. Was it Nicholas Cage or was it somebody else? There oh was there was going to be a series that was going to come out. I think it was Nicholas Cage that was going to be the lead uh, that was going to play him, but I could be wrong. But it's somebody like that, 
and they just announced that they decided they're not going to do it. And I was Aww. super disappointed because I was like, man, that would have been, that would have been right up their alley for sure. I feel like you can't beat the original Tiger King though. It was just, it was so insane. I don't know if you could ever top that it again. Was, it was what we needed um, at the right time of the pandemic. Seriously. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was. Man up in heaven. Yes. I'm going to go ahead and share this real quick so oh, other gosh. people can see it. Uh, boom. But, yeah. um, yeah, uh, so hmm. to a very serious question. He is not a real libertarian. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he's, he's not. He's pretty freaking um, libertarian, though. <laughs> he might be a screwed up guy, but he's pretty damn libertarian. Yeah, he, I know, he, I know, I know. But he's he's not who I wish we would have had representing us here in Oklahoma. But that's okay. Absolutely. Hopefully nobody runs against you in the primary, honestly. That'd just be something we don't really need to have, but I don't think we'll have a chance. I don't think we're going to have to worry about that, to be honest with you. I've had a lot of people send me messages and stuff asking if if I would have to primary. And, I mean, I every libertarian that we know um, that would have any want, need, or desire, I've already spoken with, and they have no interest in running um, this time. And so it would really have to be like a complete person that nobody knows yeah um but i feel pretty confident that we shouldn't have that issue um and even if we do i'm not worried about it but yeah um, we're a united enough community that we know everybody who would run against you already and if it's somebody else there's no chance in hell that any of us would support them so right exactly and so i'm not really too worried about that and and i'm hoping that that's not gonna be the case because i really would rather focus i I don't want to have to work that angle Sure. Um, and worry about a primary uh, because I've got other other fish I'm trying to fry. So uh, hashtag Governor Stitt. Yes. Fry him. <laughs> yeah, indeed, and uh, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be a real interesting election, I believe, because we have we have five people right now that have registered or uh, filed with the Ethics Commission. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only one Democrat, which doesn't really surprise me, um, because obviously the, you know, if, if you ask anybody, Stitt, you know, Republicans here, he would get reelected. And so I think they're going to wait until uh, next session to put up more people. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think it will be Connie that ends up being the Democratic nominee. Um, and then uh I think I'm not a real, yeah, see, if I could get an official endorsement, that would be fantastic. Um, not just from you, but from all of my podcast friends, I would greatly appreciate it. Bootleg, can we officially <laughs> endorse Natalie Bruno live on air right now? Yeah, I will, as a owner and founder of uh, Not A Real Libertarian, I will say I will officially endorse Natalie Bruno for governor as long as she fires her communications director. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I can't do that. I cannot no, do that right. at all. We officially endorse you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it will be it, it will be a battle with Stit is what it'll come down to. And um I think that people realize that he he has done a couple of good things, which I will give him that, like signing for constitutional carry and, and stuff like that, but there has been a lot that he has not done. Um, there's been a lot that he could definitely do better. A lot um, of shady things he's done too. A lot, a lot of shady things. So much stuff. He has, I mean, he has, uh, you know, he did the whole thing whenever he was running that was talking about running the government like a business. 
And I think people like that, but you can't run the government like a business because it's no. not a business. It's not even close to the same thing. And, and I've been in business for a while and I've been in the nonprofit world and, you know, our, our state, it, it's not a dictatorship. Like, and you can't just, because you run the state, you can't just make decisions, you know, without, with hiding information about what you're doing, like the whole canoe deal. Seriously. Um, or, you know, with the whole, uh, stopping, um, the unemployment benefits early mm-hmm. without going through the proper process. And now he's getting sued. So, I mean, he really, uh, kind of oversteps quite a few things and tries to govern too much instead of letting the people do their own governing. So I think that with the right messaging that I have a pretty good shot because he's ticked off quite a few people, especially uh, his own Republicans. So let me ask you a question then. Uh, So policy is a great topic for all libertarians. We can all, I think, speak on that. Mm -hmm. But something I think is important that we don't really talk about is, um, well, not enough is, you know, burnout and uh, all that. Um, It's easy to run a campaign and just completely blow yourself out and want to disassociate yourself from everything. So what do you do, Miss Natalie Bruno, the next governor of uh, Oklahoma? What do you do to have fun in your time off the little bit that you might have? Like, what do you, uh, how do you blow off steam? What is time off exactly? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) You know, like, these are going to be some really cute answers. And I will say that these are not like, um, I like to call them Miss America answers where I'm just saying this because I want, (laughs) this is just really how I feel. And um, so I love hanging out with my kids and my husband. Like we have a lot of fun. We have different, you know, shows that we watch and stuff like that. Um, But really we're pretty active most of the time. So I don't really have a lot of downtime. Um, And it's going to, my time is going to kind of pivot because like right now I'm coaching basketball for uh, 8U for the YMCA. And I'm the treasurer for my other son's soccer team. And then my, you know, campaign stuff. So I run a very organized calendar. Uh, So everybody was really disappointed. I've gotten a all sorts of text messages and phone calls asking about, Hey, you know, we didn't see your team as an option next year for registration. What's going on? And I'm like, cause I'm not going to coach. I'm going to take off from coaching and doing some of my um, other nonprofit work, you know, because the fact that I'll be running a campaign and I'm breaking hearts across Oklahoma, but it'll be fine. I told them that they'll live. <laughs> You'll be a better governor than a coach. Just let them know that. Exactly. They yeah. like your coaching vote for you right i mean with all the parents and stuff like i should have literally like endorsements from every parent of any child i've ever coached over the years because it is tough coaching boys <laughs> especially young boys if i can coach a huge team of children i should be i can definitely run the state um but no it's been a lot of fun and i've enjoyed it but it's time to to pivot plus to be all honest like i'm at that level anyways where they're getting old enough to where i really can't teach them that much more because I mean there's sports that I didn't play because like I didn't play basketball and I'm coaching basketball now soccer on the other hand I did play soccer and I was playing that for fun up until gosh what was it about five weeks ago six weeks ago and I uh, almost I ripped, damaged my meniscus in my knee and my doctor said that I can't pretend like I'm 20 something anymore I need to 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 back down a little bit so I was like all right fine so <laughs> Yes, so, I'm literally a soccer mom. Absolutely. You have five kids at home, right? Six. Six kids at home. So yes. 
how are you going to compete against it? Who really probably gets to focus? I mean, he's a dad, so let's be real. He's probably not raising his kids at all anyway, <laughs> but you know, how are you going to compete? You've got six kids to raise and you're going to focus on a gubernatorial campaign. Mm -hmm. So first of all, you know, my kids are, they range from eight to almost 16. Um, and you know, we, we're all busy. We all do our own thing. Everybody does their own part. They're all old enough to where everybody pitches in for chores. Everybody pitches in for cooking and doing different things. So um, if anything, it shows that if I can, if I can have as busy a kids as I have and as busy a life as myself and keep us all organized and on track and will, as my communications director, you've seen my calendars and they're color coded and they're pretty you're beautiful. Yeah. They're pretty uh, spot on. So, um, you know, my thing, I think that the fact that I'm a mom will make me a better leader. Yeah. Uh, no offense to maybe you two gentlemen, but... Uh, maybe, maybe even a super mom? Uh, yeah, maybe as a super the, mom. The libertarian Thank you, Eskimo. Um, but no offense to you guys, but I think that, you know, women really run the households. I mean, from the organizational standpoint and in different things. And I think that that's the kind of mindset that our state needs. Like our state needs a mom. I like that. I will say this. We're uh, going to use that. I'm, I'm prior army. Um, I get results from the kids. Like I bark orders and things get done. But as soon as I hear my wife start barking orders at me, I don't, I don't, it's, it's over. It's, uh, yeah. My <laughs> wife, uh, she, she absolutely runs this roost. She's about five, nothing, a hundred, nothing pounds. I'm like six, six. And, uh, I, I fully understand that, um, if I piss her off, I sleep heavy and I will not see tomorrow. So. <laughs> right. Smart man. So, I, so in the army, I have to ask you, uh, where were you stationed? Uh, I went from, uh, Linderwood to Kandahar back to Linderwood. So, uh, desolate, uh, forest to desolate, uh, mountains to, uh, desolate forest. So I, I was an army brat. So my dad was in the army for 32 years. Um, he retired as a, uh, command sergeant major. Wow. And he, uh, very, I, I like to brag on him all the time because I swear like he has every possible, you know, excluding like a purple heart. Like he has every single ribbon and badge and he's won so many things. He's was such a great leader. And I, I like to hope that that's where I get my great leadership skills from. Um, cause my dad was a fantastic leader in the military and now he teaches middle school, which is probably a harder job if you ask him like doing military for that long he went overseas three different times um yeah three different times twice Afghanistan I might be misquoting he'll he'll correct me um but uh it's I bet you he would tell you that teaching history to middle school kids is, is the worst <laughs> I, believe it. I was a middle school kid once yeah especially during COVID like it was it was hard Ups to our teachers because teaching during COVID was not easy. Well, to be fair, Will, you still look like you're in middle school, so. Yeah, I won't argue with that. But whenever I'm 40, I'm going to look like I'm 30. So it's going to be awesome. Don't Maybe worry. Maybe that's why um, um, that one person, I'm not going to call them out because I don't want to embarrass them, uh, asked if you were my son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but in, in her defense, she only heard me on the phone. On phone. It we was just had a phone call, but I was very offended. I was like, I've never met you before. That is true. It was phone calls, but still, like, I have a pretty youthful sounding voice. And I was like, No, I don't, I'm not even old enough to be his mother. 
Like, well, if it gives us volunteers, let's just run with it, Natalie. Let's just tell everybody. <laughs> right? We'll just graduate from high school. BYU. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Why, knowledge? Oh, that's cold. Um, I'm not a Mormon. You just saw me drink uh, a little handle of whiskey there. So definitely just passed the not Mormon test. <laughs> <laughs> so are your kids supportive of this? Like, how do they play into it? Like, do they do they kind of understand what's going on? What do they think? Yeah, so they're really excited. So, uh, so my daughters are twins, and they are on the spectrum, but they're very, very um, high functioning. But one of my daughters is like, she does not like the limelight at all. Like, she does not like, and so she's like, so when you're a governor, or you know, if you win, does that mean that people are going to know who I am? And <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so that's why I'm trying not to keep pictures of like my family and stuff on my website. Cause I'm trying to respect their privacy as much as possible. Um, but she's, but she's totally supportive. She's just like, Oh, just, you know, keep me out as much as possible. Um, but the, you know, then the other daughters find the boys though, they're like hardcore. Like, what do we need to do to get you elected? We saw pictures of the governor mansion and there is a pool, the shape of Oklahoma. Let's do it. Is there really? Oh gosh, yeah, and they're like, you know, they're at that age where they all want to be YouTubers, and so they're like, think of all the cool YouTube videos we could do from the, you know, from the. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, kiddo. <laughs> so you know how it is. It's it's not because they want me to change the state. They're at that age where they're just thinking about all the cool YouTube videos they could do from, from there. Right. So that's pretty. Funny. But they're in on it. They got their own reasons. At least they're in on it. <laughs> yeah, everybody's supportive. We had a talk, you know, at the beginning where I was like, listen. You know, everybody's going to have to step up. You know, everybody's going to have to, you know, help do a little bit more because I'm going to be spread pretty thin, especially as it gets into next year. Mm. Um, but everybody's really supportive about it, and it's going oh, really well. Shit. That is wow. true. Hold on. I got to pull this up here. Oh, no. People, people need to see this. It is, in fact, the shape of Oklahoma. It is. Wow. That is insane. Oklahoma. She said that. She said that. I was like, I got to look this up. That's insane. I mean, it's perfect, too. It's even got the Red River, like, exactly how it is. I mean, that's gorgeous. What a waste of freaking tax money. Can we talk about that? But uh, beautiful. <laughs> and there's a slide, a, a, like a, a spitty slide into the pool. And, yes, Liberty, we will absolutely have a pool party um, whenever it's warm enough. After, like, I mean, if, it, if they spent the money to take Oklahoma-shaped pool, and I hope it's at least heated. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Hopefully. Hopefully we'll find out. So uh, everybody's really supportive. Have they picked out their bedrooms yet? No, because you there's not that much detail in it, but it will be definitely big enough though. Pool party. So we're gonna invite everybody when you win, we'll invite everybody from Clubhouse and the podcast community to an Oklahoma pool party. Absolutely. We'll do it. And then Chris can admit once and for all that Oklahoma is better than Tennessee, which he knows deep down. Everybody else admits it. I mean, I thought it was common right now. No. Do you know that on every podcast I have been able to get them to admit that Oklahoma is their favorite state besides their own? So, Cajun, ask Cajun. I'm just saying. Yep. That's a terrible example. I mean, terrible example. Everybody, everybody loves and our people. Like we, like everybody loves us. So just, just we're the it way it is. I've actually been to Oklahoma. Actually, I've been I've been to Edmond. My uncle worked in uh, at a Tinker Air Force base. Okay, that's not Edmond. 
Well, no, it's Oklahoma he lived City, in but he lived in Edmond. Okay. Um, I got off this plane, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, it's uh, it's like a not a far drive." I'm like, "Okay, cool." And so we're driving, and he's like, "Yeah, right over there, you can see where the the housing uh place is where where we live." I was like, "All right, cool, I can see it." So I'm like, "All right, we must be almost there." An hour and a half later, I'm like, "Where the fuck are we? <laughs> Why have we made it there yet?" And uh. Yeah, no, Oklahoma's too flat. Uh, there's no fun, and um, there is no good sports team in Oklahoma. And Whoa there, buddy. You don't uh, even have a professional. Oh, yeah, you got the Predators, don't you? Or wait. I'm, you I'm not a, Either way, I, I, I we have the uh, City Thunder, thank you, and they're fantastic. I, uh, I don't pull for Tennessee basketball or football. Only college. So the Vols, um, they absolutely suck. But I love them to death because, ten, uh, you know, if you're not SEC, you ain't shit. I mean, everybody knows that. Um, sure. the, Sooners, the Sooners are, I mean, they've got a pretty good record. I'm just saying. SEC is overrated. It is kind of overrated. Sorry. We could talk about football all day, though. <laughs> all right. So we'll, we'll, transition, we'll transition into a new question then. Yes. Natalie, Miss Bruno. Um, I'm going to catch you a lot of hate online for this. Uh, your sports teams, what are they in go? Like for which sports? We have the Oklahoma City Thunder, which is basketball. Then we have um, the Oklahoma City Dodgers, which is our, I don't know, was it AAA baseball? Uh, yeah, AAA. AAA? So yeah. You're, you're just straight Oklahoma across the board? Oh, my favorite. I thought you were telling me to name our no. team. That's what you said. No, 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 you're no, like, no. Oh, okay. So my favorite teams. Okay. So – it used to be the Dallas Mavericks for basketball until Oklahoma got their own team. And so then I started following the Thunder. Um, I still will watch both, but obviously when they play each other, I'm going to go for the Thunder. Uh, when it comes to college football, I am a Sooner fan. So sorry, all you pokes out there. Um, but I will say, though, that how I became a Sooner fan is actually really funny. I'm going to share it real quick. So – I uh, went to high school and stuff in Texas and all my family's from Texas. And my dad went to Texas A&M. My brother went to Texas A&M and everything. So when I moved to Oklahoma right after I graduated, um, I got a job working at Texas Roadhouse as a waitress. Um, And on Saturdays, you were allowed to wear a college football shirt. So I went to a house divided or something like that. and was like trying to decide, you know, what shirt to buy, right? I had zero interest in either team. And so I was talking to the guy there and he's like, well, what, you know, well, which team do you cheer for? I'm like, I don't know. I just came from Texas. He's like, Oh, you're a Texas fan. I was like, no, no, no. I mean, I was, I was raised in Aggie. He's like, Oh, well, if you, you, that means you were raised hating Texas. So it'll be more natural for you to become a Sooner fan because they also hate Texas. And I was like, okay. And then that's how I ended up becoming a Sooner fan. There's some validity to that. (laughs) Because OSU fans, root for Texas over OU every single time. Yep. And then I have, uh, let's see, for hockey, I would have to say the Dallas Stars. For professional football, I would have to say the Broncos. Uh, I have a theory that the Broncos are actually, um, uh, you know, the Cowboys used to be America's team. Right. I think the Broncos are really probably America's team now. You're going to insult me, but okay. I'm just saying. What what got you into them, though? Because you're not from Colorado. No, I'm not. Well, my sister used to live in Colorado. Um, and to be honest with you, it was just a matter of uh, I liked horses when I was younger. 
good a reason as any. <laughs> and you know, when you're when you're young, you just have your weird reasons for watching things. And then uh, for baseball, it's going to be the Texas Rangers. So, so <clears throat> let's let's uh, let's circle back to something, as a uh, Miss Jen Saki would say. Um, <laughs> what? Where? How? Mm, <laughs> how did you come to the conclusion? that the Denver Broncos will become America's team. So, okay, because everybody loves them. Like everybody that I speak to, everybody always likes the Broncos. Like they they do. Like if you if you were to do a poll, like we might have to do this. We'll do a Twitter poll tomorrow and you ask people who they actually think is America's team now. I guarantee you that the Broncos would win over the Cowboys. Everybody hates okay. the Cowboys now. Nobody <clears throat> likes the Cowboys anymore. That's old. So, old, old. why is it why is it that Dallas is the number one sports franchise in the entire world? Like you're talking like soccer teams who are in multi like nations, like the Dallas Cowboys is the number one grossing franchise in the world. So that doesn't come with like no fans. Actually, you know what? Let's, let's... Don't have any fans. I said, I'm, if you look at the United States as a whole, most people hate the Cowboys, even like half of the state of Texas. And then when you're talking about the most, you know, the wealthiest franchise or whatever, the state of Texas is pretty darn big. Um, and they're even Southern Oklahoma goes right into that. Cause we don't have a professional uh, football team. Most of Oklahoma. But I'm talking about, I'm talking about the, the nation as a whole. I guarantee you, if you put them side by side and asked who is your preferred team, hands down Broncos will win. Hands down. We're, we're doing this poll tomorrow. We're going to do this poll tomorrow. I'm telling you. Let's make it interesting. What? What? How sure are you? I'm pretty darn sure. Like I will. Like I'm a dress up in a crawfish suit. Not that I don't have a crawfish suit. Some other thing. <laughs> we know where to get a hold of one. Don't worry. It's well. I mean, I, I'll just go up I into my attic. I have like a box of random costumes. I was like, I'll, I'll come up with something funny. But I'll. So, so okay. So. Let's, so let's say let's say this best between you and myself, right? Okay. Uh, Will's a Will's a child. I don't think he's old enough to bet yet. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this is shit on Will Day, apparently. Um, it always is. It's fine. I, hey, I love you, bro. Um, yes, but we. I appreciate you and the work that you do. Panda suit. I would be down. I have a giant lion onesie. It has a big mane and everything. I will totally rock that. I think you should go back to the labyrinth thing. Nobody heard that because, uh, ooh, will you just tell everybody about your labyrinth Halloween night, please? Oh, yes. So um, whenever we were waiting to start, I was telling them about how Halloween is my favorite holiday because I love dressing up. And I especially miss when my children would let me dress them up as whatever I wanted them to be, right? So the last time I was able to do that was a few years ago. And we dressed up like the movie Labyrinth. I dressed up as Sarah and I had curly hair and gems and a big poofy dress, like when she's in the uh, in the crystal ball in the dream scene. And then my youngest son was dressed up like Toby the baby and had the red stripe, the red and white striped onesie. And then my and Hayden, my now ten year old, um, I dressed him up like David Bowie with the blonde spiky wig and makeup. And it was, I mean, it was on point. So I'm gonna have to share that at some point um, with everybody because it was it was pretty impressive. So I have a lot of costumes because that's we, going on the campaign website for sure. <laughs> so, let's say, uh, let's say we, we take this bet, right? We'll, uh, we'll say, should 
neither Dallas nor the Broncos. <laughs> Chris can't get over this. No, football's like my thing, right? Like, no, we'll just put them side nose. by side. We'll give those as the only two options. Like, which is the preferred team? Okay, I'm I'm good with that. Uh, I'm afraid that I'm enough people go, hate Dallas to offer it. Yeah, I mean, everybody hates winners, and uh, I mean, you know, when was uh, the so, last time you guys won? Five Super Bowls. Doesn't how matter when. How Doesn't matter when. To be fair, <laughs> I was barely alive the last time they won. Um, Were but, it was 91, right? No. Uh, it was 94. 94. Cultured swine. The Dallas Cowboys yeah. like the Dallas Cowboys. I love it. So another really funny little caveat. What is that? I can't read that. It's a, it's a ring that says the Cowboys. And somebody asked me, they said, why do you have a ring that says Dallas Cowboys? It's like my wedding ring. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I, I need to die. Like, I need to, like, see the Dallas Cowboys have a ring before I die. So... <laughs> Steelers rolling with six. That's nice. That's true. Uh, but if you do like the, the Cowboys, I have a funny story for you. So once upon a time, I used to be a blackjack dealer, right? At Windstar Casino, which is right there on the line between Texas and Oklahoma. And I was dealing high limit blackjack because I was one of their high limit dealers. And as I'm dealing, uh, you know, I'm trying to make small talk and stuff with this family that's sitting there. And we're talking and Steph and I hear them mention something about the Cowboys. And of course I was like, Oh, I liked you guys so much until you had to go and bring up the Cowboys. And they're like, what's wrong with the Cowboys? I'm like, they're awful. And I like started going on and on about, you know, how much I dislike the Cowboys. And uh, this one guy at the end of the table was like, well, that's kind of rude after I've been tipping you so good. And I was like, well, I'm sorry. We both don't like the same team. I was like, you know, this, that, and the other. And he's like, you do realize I'm a football player, right? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, you're not. He's like, he's like, I'm DeMarcus Ware. And I'm like, no. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like looking at him and I'm like, maybe. And so then the host comes by and he's like, hey, come here. And then the host comes over. He's like, who am I? And he's like, DeMarcus Ware. And he looks at me. He's like, See, I told you. And I was like, damn. And then so he then he threw me uh, two black chips. So those are $100 for a tip. And said, hopefully this will change your mind about the Cowboys. And I said, no, I still hate the Cowboys, but I will tell everybody that you are like the nicest guy I've ever met in my life. So, so there you go. DeMarcus Ware is the entire reason I ended up playing defensive end in high school and the same reason I blew out my knee. But DeMarcus Ware was like, I would, I would like, I would fight half of the state of Tennessee in order to get a signature from DeMarcus Ware. Wouldn't be difficult. They're mostly bitches anyway. I'll tell you what, though. Like, he – like I've met, There you go. I've met a lot of – because of different work I've done, I've met a lot of, like, famous people before. And he is by far the most genuine – like, he was there with his – I want to say it was his mom and his wife – um, but they were like all of them were so like funny and lighthearted and just like good people. Like you could just like feel it off of them. Um, so yeah. So like I said, really, really great guy. S- still didn't change my opinion of the Cowboys themselves, but it's a good guy. We gotta tag him on that Twitter poll and see if we can get him to respond to it. <laughs> so <laughs> Mr. Jack Casey sent me something and I feel like you need to see this before. Oh, no. Here we go. Oh, gosh. I can't be a Slytherin. What house are you? What house am I? Yeah. 
Hufflepuff. Nice. That's what's up. No wonder we get along. <laughs> so, how, how do you hmm, how do you figure that out? Like, I, you just know. But if you if you don't just know, you can go to Pottermore.com and take a test. I was gonna say I took a test that told me I was Hufflepuff. So. So should I do this test and then post it online? Is that how this works? Yes. Sure. Is it like, like, the, like the political quiz or whatever? Yeah, it's like the smallest political quiz except for it's, you know, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. It's pretty much I the most like... important thing of anybody's personality, so. <laughs> no. Star Wars is better than Harry Potter. Poor muggle, yep. It's, I, you know what, Nick? I would, uh, Nick was saying that he thinks that Star Wars is better than Harry Potter. I, I like him a huge Star Wars fan. I would I would agree with that. I think Star Wars is better, um, but just by like by like it's very different. It's very different. But uh, another little funny caveat. So I like to throw in little little funny things occasionally. So Hayden, who's my ten year old, which Will has met before, he is a very distinguished young man. Um, whenever he was like three, he fell off the bed at my parents' house and like cut his forehead open, and he has a lightning bolt scar. If you ever meet him in person, go look. He has a lightning bolt scar on his forehead. And so when he and he wears glasses. And so he's it's, it's a running joke that he's my little Harry Potter. I never noticed that. Yes. If you look, he has a lightning bolt scar on his forehead. I, I wish that was me. I'm so jealous of it. That's awesome. <laughs> so <clears throat> Natalie, I'm gonna give you an option here. Okay. We're closing in on 45 minutes. Oh, we are. So, we can keep going for another hour. No, not, not another hour. I, say, I don't uh, know about that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Another 15 minutes, and then, but the next 15 minutes, we can do anchor call-in moments. Okay. And then I'll let you go. Or I can let you go now. Or I can do the anchor call-in now, and then I can let you go. But either way, you have to stay for an ASMR reading of the Royal Green. <laughs> I'm good with whatever. I'll do calls. Or, but I was going to say, I definitely can't do another hour because, you know, as we mentioned, I have six children that are all in their rooms right now being very quiet and very good. Uh, but that only lasts so long. Yeah. No, I totally understand. Either a minute, someone's going to be, like, running down the hallway and be like, Mom, and, like, completely forget that I'm on a podcast right now. So. Yeah, no, I, I didn't mean I didn't mean an hour. Yeah. Um, my my five year old and my two year old just got home and they were throwing things at me and that's why I had to dip off the screen because <laughs> um, they understand that when I'm when I'm here once I'm seated in this seat. Uh, mm-hmm. well, I, I no, they were being really good because I I made dinner right before this. I made um, lemon pork chops with salad and bread. And so I was like scarfing down my food before the meeting and they were all still in there eating and they're like trying to be so quiet, finishing their dinner. <laughs> like, and then walking like quietly just off to my left uh, to, to go down the hall. So they've been bringing pretty good. Quiet kids equal trouble. Generally, for smaller ones, yes, but they're they're older. So that's usually, usually pretty safe. Well, <clears throat> we've got one call in. Okay. From a Miss Connie Keller. So it's either Connie or Jimmy. It, it, it's hard to tell sometimes. <laughs> we'll go ahead and play it. And uh, hopefully it's a, it's a pretty good question. Usually from them it is. So. 
Hello, Governor. This is Liberty Shamrocker from LP Liberty Talk Radio. I was just wondering if you could let us all know when you're going to be doing your talk on Sunday in regards to the McGirt versus Oklahoma. And uh, if you could just spill a little of the tea about how it was to be there with the current governor food off the stage. Spill the tea. <laughs> so I actually, I ended up not going last minute. Uh, and for those who don't don't know the situation, I will bring you into it real quick. So um, we have McGirt versus Oklahoma that was passed by the Supreme Court last year in May, I believe. And essentially what it was, was there was a individual that was charged with um, sex crimes, uh, but he was Native American and it happened on uh, in sovereign part of Oklahoma. Well, sovereign because the he was sentenced and then his um, attorney was like, no, you actually couldn't sentence him. He had to have either gone to tribal court or federal court because it was tribal land. And they were like, no, it wasn't. It hasn't been tribal land for years. And so it brought up the question of what part of the state is tribal and which of it isn't. Because the initial treaties were that, yes, that was their portion of the land. But, you know, Oklahomans from a government standpoint, have not always been the greatest to the natives and pushed them back and pushed them back and then had all these other situations happen, which I'll talk in much more detail on Monday. It's Monday, not Sunday, because my son has the Division II championship for swim and it's in the evening and I didn't know at the time. So it's actually Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. But anyways, so that being said, um, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of McGirt saying, okay, no, that is tribal land. And so... Now that's bringing up all sorts of other issues because all these other cases and stuff are now like, wait a minute, I was tribal and I was, you know, so it's, it's going to be cause a little bit of a hiccup, but the main issue is the, uh, the current governor had a forum on Tuesday and he was booed off the stage. Um, he did, apparently the tribe said that they were never even invited He's saying that his communications person did send out an email and they did send out like a save the date, but not an actual formal invitation. So uh, the tribes were able to last minute send some people, but there was some protesting out and stuff like that. I didn't go because I got a phone call that said, hey, it's two hours before and it's already like pretty packed. So I didn't think that I would be able to get in because it's an hour and a half drive from where I am to where it was. Um, And I heard that the tribes are going to be doing one of their own. So I would much rather go and support them then go there. But if, um, somebody I know was there and sent me video of, of it. Um, and it was pretty comedic. Um, but essentially the governor, current governor is spending so many tax dollars fighting the Supreme court ruling instead of like the tribes are like, Hey, the ruling's here. Just let's work together to see how we're going to go through all these cases. And he's just dragging his feet. And it's, it's really insulting because especially since he's supposedly, um, tribal himself, um, how he has been treating the tribes over the last year and a half in regards to gaming and this new um, newer situation with McGirt versus Oklahoma. So I will be speaking in a lot more detail and in depth about it, not only what led us here, but what I see happening um, in the aftermath. Um, and I will be doing that from my Facebook page at seven o'clock, real liberty time or freedom time of Central Standard Time uh, on Monday. Nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. You uh, you always bring a, we'll call a special flavor to the room every time you enter, and oh. uh, and that's that's a, that's, a, that's an actual compliment. Um, <laughs> I was like, there's there's a compliment. No, appreciate that. 
And hi to my redacted people I see are on here. I'm excited to work with you guys too. So I wanted to ask you about that. Okay. Um, so as a, an, <clears throat> sorry, as an individual who is brought into the Liberty movement through shit posting and uh, very vulgar DMs uh, through a certain movement from the boys with uh, Hawaiian shirts, Mm-hmm. The Redacted Caucus has a very special place in my heart. Um, do you are you involved at all with the RCLP? Um, so I am in their Facebook group, and I am supportive of all the caucuses. So I am technically in there, and um, I have support from our Oklahoma um, Redacted Caucus. I know I'm gonna say it wrong. I think it's is I don't know if it's our P okay or vice versa. Nixon here, he can he can uh, say the correct thing because I know I'm saying it wrong. Um, but I am very supportive of that group. If I had a, I have a hat, a redacted hat that I bought. Um, my husband owns more Hawaiian shirts than I would like to admit. For <laughs> for thir- being 38 years old, he has as many as a probably 75 year old lives in Florida. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, they have a special part in my heart as well. Yes, Redacted Caucus of Oklahoma. Thank you, Nick. (laughs) So, um, we got time for one last question. Absolutely. And uh, before we do the the closing segment, and I'm not going to let Will have it because uh, he talks to you all the time and he's (laughs) a child. I don't know if he's able to be of age of consent. Um, But, Miss Bruno... (laughs) Yes. I'm going to roast you so hard next week. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. I, hope, I don't know. I don't even know who we have next week. I'm sorry. I hate, I hate myself for that. Um, but uh, where can people find you? Where yeah. do people need to reach out to you? So as you can see again below, uh, if you go to my website, electnataliebruno.com, uh, there are buttons to find me on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, you can also find me on Clubhouse. I try to hop in all the time. It's really easy to find me. It's Natalie Bruno LP. Um, but I try to be pretty active in different places because I love talking to people. I know that the best way to spread liberty is to sing it loud and clear for all to hear. Um, <laughs> so I do. We'll put that uh, on a t-shirt, just FYI. Excellent. Can I? Uh, can you have like Elf in like my face? Oh yeah, it's gonna be a Christmas t-shirt. Absolutely, I'm with you. Christmas fundraiser. There we go. Um, so anyways, um, you know, so that's where you can find me. I'm always up to talking. Give me some patience if you send me an, uh, a message in my inbox, cause I do get quite a few, uh, messages, both from real people and from fake people from afar, uh, that I have to filter through. So, uh, just give some patience, but message me, um, you know, even if you're a candidate and want to talk, you know, strategy or anything like that, um, I'm always up for those things as well. And then also I want to plug that uh, if you go to my website and go under events, I have a very special fundraiser that I'm going to be doing October 22nd and 23rd, which I know is still a little bit far off, um, but it's not just for people in Oklahoma. So all you people around there, uh, check your calendar, but it's essentially going to be a three-day fundraising event. The first day on Friday is axe throwing with Spike Cohen and Tasha. Um, They're coming in for that. Um, Tasha and and Tasha Cohen's spouse. Yes, sorry. 
Um, and then on Saturday, I'm having a plated VIP dinner. Um, and with that, obviously Spike and Tasha will be there, but then um, Larry Sharp said he'd be able to make it as well. So um, that'll be really great. And then we're doing a fundraiser within my fundraiser. We're doing an additional fundraiser for Hope is Alive, uh, which is a nonprofit group here in Oklahoma that helps to uh, help people who have addictions, uh, kick those addictions and get back to being, um, you know, getting back to a normal, fulfilling life. Um, and then on Sunday morning, I'm planning a uh, Bruno brunch. So it'll be a lot of fun that weekend. Hell yeah. So Cajun, Eskimo, Jimmy, come to Oklahoma in October. Come on. We want to see you guys. There's lots of big Airbnbs. You guys can all pile into one giant Airbnb. There's actually, there is a huge Airbnb right down the street from me that could fit like 30 people. And it has a pool. Just saying. I might have to come out for that. that. I know that place. I've stayed there. Yeah, I stayed there when my house flooded. That's why I know it's there. (laughs) I know what you're talking about. Huh. So, yes. So it'll be a, it'll be definitely a great lineup, and obviously it'll help go towards my campaign because I'm running a very serious, very uh, organized campaign. We're doing really great, and um, I'm really excited to just keep moving with the momentum. We're snowballing. So, well, Natalie, uh, <clears throat> as I said, I would finish off your segment with a very creepy ASMR reading from the Royal Green, and awesome. then uh, I'll do. I'll, I'll, I won't torture you too much. Uh, we'll do one paragraph and then we'll move on. But, uh, neither says much for a while. <laughs> don't fuck me up. All right. <clears throat> I, don't know, I don't even know if I can do it now. Stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Natalie Bruno. I can't do it. I give up. She's killing me tonight. But uh, go to electnatliebruno.com. Donate. Subscribe to the newsletter. If you don't do it, I will find you or I'll find someone that will find you. Appreciate you coming on the show, Natalie. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. It was fun. Y'all have a good weekend. You too. You too. Well, well, that was disturbing to say the least. I'll be, I'll be dreaming about that tomorrow night. They won't be pleasant dreams, but thanks for scarring all of us. Please don't, please don't, please, please, please don't. They curved around the bend and started downhill while she started out at the darkening sky. Well, guys, I'm really sorry about that, but uh, next week we'll definitely. Get off my screen. <laughs> Bad. Okay. Hey, everybody. Please follow the Libertarian Party Veteran Caucus. Follow the Oklahoma Libertarian Party. If you're a stoner in Oklahoma, follow Toklahoma. And please check out Not a Real Veteran next Wednesday, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. If uh, you haven't done it by now, and uh, my SMR reading hasn't done it for you, like, follow, subscribe. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Um, I am libertarian underscore not. Will, you are Will. What is it? 
libertarian not will or something like that isn't it my facebook Your twitter no twitter oh not a real will yeah not a real will because you are in fact a fake will um uh natalie bruno is not a real libertarian you're not a real libertarian you're not a i'm real in fact i am yeah i am in fact not a real libertarian but on that note at 8 30 not freedom time which is also central time the Cajun Libertarian and the Eskimo Libertarian will be doing a show. Eskimo will be phenomenal, as always. And then there will be some guy that shows up with a uh, inferior beard to Jason from the Muddy Waters. Mr. Bearded Truth. But, as always... Well, not as always. <clears throat> uh, next week, yeah, like, as Will said, check out um, Not a Real Veterans podcast on Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Freedom Time. Uh, Thursday of next week, check out Not a Real Libertarian, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Still Freedom Time. And the week after that, on Tuesday, 7 p.m., Freedom time. Check out Not A Real News Broadcast. Pretty much just tune in every day between Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. at 7 p.m. Freedom time. For all the content you don't want. (laughs) That you will force to watch. All the terrible ASMR readings you could possibly imagine. Well, to be fair... If uh, you tune in to uh, Not A Real News Broadcast and Not A Real Veteran, there will be no ASMR readings. I did not promise that. Do you have the book? No, I need to talk to Jack Casey. No. I didn't. Well, I might do you, something else. I might do Thomas Sowell. I might do something else, ASMR. No, I will not. I won't hurt people like that because I'm not like you. Thomas Sowell in ASMR sounds, uh, uh, sounds like you need to start an OnlyFans account. <laughs> well, I know I don't already have one because you look like a child and I doubt they'd let you be on there <laughs> yes, no. hold on I wanna <laughs> Nalik is roasting the shit out of me today hold on she's brutal man <laughs> these comments are bad Oh, they're fucking brutal. I mean, they are the most brutal comment section on Facebook. Uh, if you would like to be involved in the comment section, you need to subscribe, like, follow, all of the good things. Hit the notification bell. Uh, it, that way you'll be notified when we go online. That way you too can be absolutely brutal in the comment section. The more brutal the comment, the more likely we are to put online. Uh, I think Eskimo has won the trophy for tonight. Uh, the trophy is uh, this battery. Uh, you won't be <laughs> receiving it because I, I don't have time to send it to you and you live in Alaska. And yeah. But tune in. We've got a lot of great content coming up in the next couple of weeks. Will is going off on his own. It's like a little baby bird leaving the nest. <laughs> very immature, very childish. Uh, <laughs> young bird. 
who drinks Seven Up Diet. <coughs> diet Seven Up. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in tonight. Go check out from Bayou's to Igloos here at eight thirty on the muddy waters. We love you. Stay safe and be free. Good night, guys. Hello, everybody. My name is Thomas Daniel Queter. I ran for state senate here in New York in 2020. I applaud what these guys are doing here, giving us a fun, positive distraction in a time of turmoil. I absolutely believe that positivity, humor, um, that that's that's where we're, where it's at. Don't get too stressed out. And uh, if you really need to dive into politics, go to TomFor52.com, T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2.com. My entire 2020 platform and policy is still there as we work on updating everything for 2022. Um, I am going to run again in 2022. Please consider a donation. The donation link is in the upper right. Again, support these guys. They're doing great.